Hello, my loves. Welcome to Full Ass Human, the podcast. My name is Melanie Holst Collins, known as Mel the Oracle. I'm a multidimensional healing facilitator, mentor, deep music lover, tea enthusiast, and a dope human being. This podcast is space for you to prioritize being for a living. We explore the depth and vastness of humanness from my own personal experience, as well as through general life themes we all experience like self-growth, relationships, spirituality, sexuality, emotional and mental wellness, and so much more. So if you yearn for soulful, expansive connection and conversation and desire to live deliberately, I'm your people. This is your vibe. So come through, tune in, and vibe with me. Hello, my loves. Welcome back. How are you feeling? How are you doing? Before we get into the meat of this episode today, I just want to remind you about this series, Personals with Mel, that I will be bringing to life on the podcast in the fall. These are one-on-one conversations that I will be having with my audience and dedicated listeners. Uh, Instead of bringing guests on here that are, you know, known for their expertise or their programs or their work or whatever it is, I want to be able to engage with the people who are actually listening to me, who are part of my audience, who are a part of my listeners that have been rocking with me. And I want to engage them in conversation to really build this full ass human community around engagement and really sharing the stories of other humans who are a part of this community. So if you are interested in being considered for that, send me a direct message at full ass human podcast Instagram Give me a couple of sentences about why you want to engage in an intimate conversation with me and then um, three topics that you might want to talk with me about. So the thing is, is that these conversations that we have will eventually turn into podcast episodes. Uh, So if you have any other questions about that, don't hesitate to reach out to me via DM or email. Also, it's officially August, so it is my birthday month. My birthday is August 25th. I am turning 35, y'all. And every year, y'all are so loving with the messages that you send and the support. And sometimes you will ask how you can support me. Right now, the best way to support me is to continue listening to the podcast, to share privately with your people, with your friends, to share publicly on your social media platforms, uh, just to continue to help me grow this full ass human community. Also, I do have an Amazon wish list. Um, Basically, if you love me, buy me books, buy me candles, buy me incense, buy me teapots and tea things. Um, That's uh, like accumulation of the things that you can find on my Amazon wish list. So if you're feeling froggy, you can support me there as well. And thank you in advance. So y'all, I'm not even going to hold y'all. I'm not even going to lie. I have recorded and deleted and recorded and deleted and recorded and deleted like 10 times. (laughs) 
and um, I had to take a whole break. I had to go take a walk, sit outside in the backyard, move, eat a little bit. And it's not even that this topic of, you know, experiencing depression is uncomfortable for me to talk about, but I'm so in it right now that I want to make sure that what I'm sharing is something valuable versus me just sharing every detail about what's going on. Right. And, and not leaving you, um, not leaving you with, you know, being fed in some way from what I shared. So a lot of what I I was just doing a lot of stream of consciousness on those previous recordings, and I'm sure it would have been fine. But for me, it just didn't it didn't feel right. So I had to give myself a chance to walk away and get deeper into myself uh, to be able to come in and record something that was really meaningful. So here I am pressing record again. <laughs> and I first want to open this up by saying that clinical depression is a real thing. So if you feel like that is something that you are suffering with, please, please seek support or ask questions about resources to seek support so that you are not trying to cope and navigate on your own. All right. Clinical depression is not what I'm going to be talking about today because personally, I'm not suffering um, from or living with clinical depression. But I do know that I am experiencing a state of depression at this time. This is not my first time moving through this experience. So um, me talking about it is very much experience based because I have different ways of experiencing being in this state. Um, over, you know, the years of my life. And so I'm going to be sharing a little bit about that today. But I'm talking about this for a few different reasons. One, I want to knock out the assumptions that when people come into a public platform of any kind and talk about not being well, not being okay, or feeling depressed, there can be this assumption that they are self-harming, that they are looking for attention, attention seeking, that they are crying for health and help in an unhealthy way, that they want sympathy and pity. And it's really interesting because I'm coming here to share with this with you and I'm not experiencing or wanting any of those things. Um, it's interesting because in our society and, you know, it's becoming more and more uh, normal, I guess, to talk about things like this. But even though it's become more normal, the assumptions and judgments about it are still very much alive and well. And so even though we are, quote unquote, encouraged to talk about it, oftentimes when people talk about it publicly, there are assumptions and judgments that lie under them getting to that point. So I, you know, I just I want to 
send a word out to everyone that if someone, you know, makes a Facebook post or Instagram post or comes on a platform and talks about not being well, you know, in 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 any way, whatever they're talking about, to check yourself, to notice if you have judgments or assumptions as to why you think they may be showing up in that way or what you think it means about them and shut that shit up. And really like look in the mirror around that because it's it does a disservice, even if it's not something that you verbalize, but it does a disservice for us to walk around with these biases and assumptions and um, judgments around how someone chooses to share their story, where someone chooses to share their story. And, um, yeah, it can be really ugly and disgusting to see and hear people, uh, have such adverse responses to people sharing their experience because of their assumptions and their judgments. All right. So I'm also sharing to normalize not being well, not being okay. And to not only normalize that, but to remind you that it is okay to acknowledge when that is true, because that's something that all of us will experience thousands of times on our human journey, not being well, not being okay, feeling depressed. Nothing about that is um, like wrong or shameful or weird or not normal it's a part of being human because let me tell you humanhood is not for punks humanhood can get very dark very heavy and we would be foolish to think that sometimes we do not move through eras where we get crushed or feel like we're getting crushed under the weight of humanness sometimes. All right. No one is exempt from moments of being weighed down by this human experience. This human experience is beautiful and joyful and pleasurable and exciting. And it's all the learning, all these things. Absolutely. It's all of that too. And okay. Both. And so that's why I'm I'm just coming to share publicly about my experience for those few things. There's more that I can mention, but those are the main reasons why I want to come here. So I am at this point, for those of you who have tuned in and listened to my previous episodes, you are well aware of the transition that I'm moving through. Um, and all that has been coming up for me and all that I have been experiencing. So I won't repeat over and over and over again, but this move, this closing, this closing the book on my business as it has been and all of the existential, um, questions and stirrings that, have come from this experience have been deeply significant and have taken me to this point where I am feeling a a heaviness that hasn't been lifting 
in the time and at the pace that I would like. (laughs) And so um, I am experiencing some symptoms of depression at this time. Um, None of it looks like self-harm. None of it looks like not being able to function at all. But it does look like I am a space in a space of feeling very stagnant, um, where sometimes like the daily things that feel very normal, like getting out of bed, you know, when my alarm goes off, taking a shower, brushing my teeth, like getting out and wanting to be social, those things have been a little bit more challenging um, just because of this state that I'm in. And You know, it's interesting because a lot of times when people speak of depression and even anxiety, they talk about depression as, you know, being in a space of worrying about or ruminating on what has already happened. And then anxiety is worrying about what hasn't happened yet. And then talk about the significance of being in the present moment. And of course, I, you know, y'all know, strongly advocate for present living and presence living. What I will add to that perspective is that, yeah, depression can be about being stuck in, right, a space of what has happened and not being able to move from that. But it's also being stuck in what's happening right now, a situation that has happened that has shook you to the core so much that you may be getting caught of these loop of thoughts uh, that are centered around who you aren't right now, who you want to be, but feel like you can't be where you aren't right now, where you want to be, like you feel like you can't be, or just feeling like you can't get out of this loop of thoughts that center around those things. And for me, I've, I'm finding that that's been like the core of what is keeping me in my bed, that is keeping me from being social, that is keeping me isolated and keeping me in this stagnant place. So for me over the years, I have had three distinct, very distinct experiences with um, bouts of depression. And one is... How do I say this? One is like era or cycle based. So for me, it's more when there's such a deep and strong internal shift that happens that eventually changes and shifts you, your external world. So, for example, in 2007, and I've talked about this before on on social media, In 2007, when I was a sophomore at Howard University, that was the first and really the only time that I contemplated suicide. I contemplated jumping out of um, the window of my 10th floor dorm. And I was moving through this time. I mean, it was college. So there's so much stirring up internally around meeting yourself and finding who you are and finding your legs in the world. So that's already a big churning of energy. But I was also experiencing deep internal changes around self, like years of 
self-hate, self-non-acceptance of not correctly and healthily coping with traumatic things that I experienced from my school years, from, you know, childhood with peers and things like that, and just around my self-image. And also, I was going through this deep spiritual, like, identity change and, um, you know, Christianity, traditional religion was not resonating, but I hadn't really found my legs in what felt good and resonant to me. So all of this was going on. It was a lot of deep internal change that was happening so rapidly that I didn't know how to deal with it. So I got to a point where I contemplated suicide. Now, it didn't go any further. In fact, the the point that I got to having that thought is what shook me awake. And then I started on my journey to like finding my spiritual fortitude and redefining my relationship with myself. So that's an experience where there was so much deep internal shift and change happening that eventually it changed my external landscape. So the depression that I experienced then was very, the depth and the heaviness is unlike anything I've ever experienced afterwards. All right. Then there are bouts of depression that I have experienced that are like spiritually or energetically charged. So me being a highly sensitive person, also deeply introverted and very empathic all at the same time, I often can feel the weight of the world energetically. There's so much going on that it can overstimulate my system. People that I know and love moving through things and I'm I'm in close proximity to them, I kind of can absorb that sometimes. So there are days where I feel like I literally can't get up or don't want to be out in the world because I'm processing through and moving through and alchemizing and trying to clear and shed that. So that's clearly that's stuff that's energetically right because it's not mine, but it's something that I do feel because I'm deeply feeling and highly sensitive, right? So I can fall into bouts of depression, but that's not necessarily mine. All right. And then the last is more of a situational depression. And this is what a lot of people experience quite often that they don't acknowledge is situational. And this is so unlike the first one that I described, this is where something externally happens that shifts you to the core so much that it brings up it sweeps up it kicks up a lot of internal change and shifting because of what's happening externally. And with me, that is where I'm at right now. Externally, so much has literally changed that my system (laughs) has just been shocked to the core. And so a lot of these existential questions have come up like, who am I? What am I doing? Why am I here? How am I going to come out of this? Look at me in comparison to my peers 
what is going on, (laughs) you know, so much. And so those are like very three very distinct ways that I have experienced bouts of depression in my life. And maybe that resonates with you. But right now I'm in that situational space where I'm ruminating and getting I'm literally caught in this loop of thoughts about who I am, who I'm not, where I'm going, where I'm not, and kind of, yeah, getting into this space of like, noticing where I am in life compared to people around me. And not necessarily getting lost in that, but it's contributing to the loop of thoughts that I'm already caught in and feel like in this moment, I can't I just can't get out of the loop at the moment. And so that's what's creating this this feeling of stagnancy, this feeling of not wanting to be around people because I have to answer questions that I don't have answers to, right? Or because I have to smile when I don't feel like smiling. You know, these these kinds of things. And so what I can also say is a blessing for me specifically, and maybe this is for you if you've experienced bouts of depression over time, is that you develop this system of marking or self-checking how you feel as far as like the state of depression that you may be in currently and how it has maybe shown up before. So when I think about that experience that I told you all about 2007, that being the deepest depression that I have ever experienced and being, you know, it was it was a lot of a lot of ego death, a lot of like identity crisis of like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm feeling a lot of that now. I've been talking about this feeling of ego death and feeling like everything that I have identified with has been stripped. I feel very similar, but I'm much more resourced. I have so many more tools and I have these self-checks and these markers of like, okay, when I felt like this before, these are the things that manifested. These are the things that showed up. None of that is present right here and right now. So this actually feels that actually keeps me lifted and lets me know that I will move out of this because I if I moved out of that and this doesn't feel as bad as that I will definitely move out of this you know and I find that that's been the blessing for me is having this experience and and knowing that there are ways that I can self-check right basically like the levels of concern um that has kept kept me like really, really grounded in this time and this experience. I feel like I have so much more to say, but essentially every time that you feel like maybe you're going through a bout of depression or if someone expresses it to you, okay, it doesn't always mean that there is necessarily something wrong with them or something, you know, it doesn't always mean that it's dark, deep and doom and gloom. Sometimes it is that. But when somebody expresses, yeah, you know, I might be feeling a little depressed. It's not always something to go 
you don't always have to be fearful to engage them in conversation or to engage in trying to support them. It's not always an end of the world situation. Sometimes, sometimes them just being able to have a safe space to say, I think I might be feeling depressed is what can allow them to come out of it. Because a lot of times people are struggling alone, y'all. When you walk up to somebody that you know, and that you love, and you ask them, how are you doing? And because they're they may be fearful or don't think that you have the capacity to hold what they really want to say. They'll say, Oh, you know, I'm okay. I'm okay. And if you don't take the moment to say, you know, are you sure? Like what's really going on? That moment, you know, has passed for them to, you know, that was their attempt at trying to receive support, but they didn't know, you know, they don't, a lot of people just don't know that they have a safe place with people. So sometimes just being able to express what is going on and to have someone validate it or normalize it truly can be enough for someone to create a shift internally. Now, it may not always be, but I'm just saying take into account that you don't always have to be fearful to engage with someone that may express that they're not okay. It's okay for someone and it's okay for you to express and say that it's not okay. I am 100% an advocate of not owning, um, you know, not necessarily saying I have depression or I have anxiety. And this is just something, you know, that I deal with and it's not going to go away. You know, like owning it and giving it power over you and your existence. I'm all for not taking that on. But even more then I am an advocate of that. I'm even more of an advocate for not being in denial and telling the truth and owning your humanness. So maybe you don't want to own depression. Maybe you don't want to own anxiety. But you know what? These are parts of what we experience. So owning your humanness is being able to say that this is what's happening right now. All right. So no matter how strong you are, no matter if you're the positive friend, no matter if you're, you know, the one who's always strong, the one that people always go to, the one that people view as a healer, as a light worker, as a spiritual coach or advisor or mentor, it doesn't matter. You are not exempt from experiencing the heaviness of this human experience. And it is okay for you to say when you are not okay. Even if it may not be, even if it's not depression that you're feeling, it's just in this moment, I don't feel good. I'm not happy. I'm not feeling what is happening in my life. It's okay. Before trying to jump to positive thinking hacks and, you know, trying to change and make it go away, tell yourself the truth first. Sit with that truth first. What comes up after you say it? What comes up after someone has given you space to say it? Be with it a little bit. Let it flood your system a little bit. 
And then allow yourself to, okay, how can I move through, right? Like there, there is this obsession that we have with getting through, fighting through, pushing through, moving on, getting away from, and it's, that's a true epidemic <laughs> or pandemic whatever the whatever word whichever one of those words fits best like that's the true pandemic fear of feeling that's the true human pandemic and and what i wanted to say and share are just a few things that honestly have been keeping me lifted and have been allowing me to navigate through this, knowing that I will navigate through this. Because like I said, what I do have is experiencing experience and knowing that something often beautiful and expansive and new comes after I experience these really dark and heavy times. So knowing that I have that to look forward to and trusting that that is coming has kept me lifted um talking and not just writing processing externally has been deeply therapeutic for me to people who I trust who love me who choose to stay and ask questions after I express not being well for a lot of my life processing internally and being implosive was the norm for me. Writing poetry and writing in my journal felt safe because anywhere outside of me, processing anywhere else never felt safe. So I retreated to my writing. I retreated to my mind space, to my intellect. And for a lot of times, that did feel good. At this time in my life, doesn't feel like enough to me. So processing externally and hearing my voice express and admit what I'm moving through has been deeply therapeutic for me and it's been keeping me lifted. Getting out in nature. Nature has been <laughs> my number one comfort. Getting out into the sun and not even just like, yeah, getting out in nature and getting into the sun, but being in nature as a reminder of how vast this reality is, how vast the intangible and the tangible world really is. It helps to shift something internally, right? Because if, like I said, if I'm caught in these loops of uh, this is, it's not happening or this is what's happening and I feel like it's not going to move and change, getting out in nature and seeing God and goddess in that way so expansive, so vast, so big. It reminds me that that is reality. It's vast, it's limitless, it's expansive, it's rich, it's colorful. And that's been a deep reminder for me. Music, y'all already know. Y'all already know I have a deep love affair with music, but music that's been expressing my feelings for me right so a lot of times when you're feeling down people will say listen to some upbeat music and it's like yeah okay I don't I don't not condone that but sometimes listening to music 
that supports your mood is actually really supportive. So music that's been expressing my feelings for me, a lot of instrumental music, a lot of music with piano, a lot of um, like soundscapes, um, music without words have been, it's been really supportive for me. Um, and it creates spaciousness for me. Um, deeply limiting my time on social media, Instagram specifically, because that's where I spend most of my time. I said this in a, in one of my stories the other day, Instagram has been the most unhelpful, unuseful, uh, damaging place for me personally to be when I'm moving through this deeply transitional time when I'm in this when I'm experiencing this these thought loops all all of this when I'm experiencing this what am I what am I doing where am I going who am I Instagram has not been inspiring it's been very it's just been very challenging (laughs) I can't find the better word. So deeply limiting my time there has been great for me, right? Like staying away from all these memes of like, if you ain't doing this, then you ain't like, it's just too much. (laughs) It's too much. Um, Taking walks. I've been walking a lot, y'all, like just getting out. And I mean, it's, it's, it's more of the nature talk, like just, Moving at my own pace, letting my mind clear as I move and, you know, as my feet carry and propel me has been deeply therapeutic. Moving my body, y'all know what it is. Movement has been deeply nourishing to me during this time. Um, On Monday, I actually spent two hours on my mat, just moving and rolling around and then laying still and drinking water when I need to and then moving again. Um, You know, a lot of times when you're moving through something like depression, it is it's stagnant energy. It's, it's, it's energy standing still and locking into the different joints and muscles in your body. So moving allows space for that to move. It creates a movement of energy and circulating, you know, oxygen and your breath and your life force moves on your breath. So moving your body helps to facilitate um, a release and opening, um, unblocking, unbinding of, you know, that energy that's been stored up. So y'all know how I feel about movement. Um, celebrating when I take care of like the basics. So the things that feel challenging at this time that any other time in life is literally regular and on autopilot. But the things like getting up and out of the bed and going into the shot, like going directly into the shower and not waiting until later in the day until I have to like muster up the energy to get up and do it. I celebrate that shit. Good for you, Mel. You got the fuck up and like got into the shower and like you you cooked a really good meal for yourself and your family today like good you know what I mean like just those little things because sometimes y'all that sometimes you have to celebrate 
when you do those little basic things that everybody is like, are you kidding me? You're an adult. Of course you did that. But like, yeah, um, at this time, that's actually challenging. So I'm celebrating when I do the shit. It's been really important. Orgasms. Um, really similar to moving your body. Um, it's a release and movement of energy, like letting things coming up and out, letting things pass through, um, letting it flow out. It's, it's a movement of stagnant energy. It's release. And for women specifically, releasing in that way through orgasm is extremely um, healthy and helpful to our life force, to um, our expression of vitality and radiance. So that's been big as well. And the last thing here is returning to my rituals and practices one by one. So one thing that has absolutely been happening is I've I've not been wanting to go over to my ancestor altar. I've not been wanting to move or meditate. I just don't have desire to do a lot of the things that I know help, right? Like I know this. I know that this is actually the time where every practice and ritual that I have, this is the imperative. This is when it becomes so important to have that because it keeps you grounded and spiritually fortified. But a lot of it I haven't been feeling like doing. So instead of trying to get back to my morning ritual and like the whole all the 10 things that I do if I get back to one that's a victory that's a little victory that's something to celebrate because it is me returning to myself one by one day by day hour by hour minute by minute instead of trying to stuff it all in and thinking that if I'm not doing the 10 things that I usually do I'm failing that's not helpful. So celebrating. And I think the last thing that I will just say, you know, on a whim is remembering what's always come on the other side of this. Like I said, usually moving through this, it feels like this low, 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 low. But usually once I naturally move out of it, something really beautiful and expansive happens. So keeping, you know, my my mind and my energy on that also helps to keep me um, lifted. So huh, I think I feel complete in all that I shared. But, you know, if you're someone who feels like you're moving through some symptoms or a bout of depression at this time, you know, please know that this doesn't last forever. It doesn't. Nothing does, um, including feeling how you're feeling. So just think, and if you've had experiences like this before, think of how you have also found your way out of it. And then think of what life and your experience has been on the other side of it, because that's coming again. And I encourage everyone, you know, maybe it's just for tomorrow or think about this week or this month, right? The whole month of August, when someone asks you, 
how you're doing. Take a beat and take a pause and really think about it. And then answer with what's true and what's real. And even if when you respond, that person may not have the capacity to properly hold what you said, at least you didn't self-abandon in that moment and express feeling a way that you don't feel. I think that's a really beautiful way for us to practice not abandoning ourselves and our truth from moment to moment to moment. Something as simple as when someone asks you how you're doing, you tell them the truth. You take a moment to really feel. And if you're someone who compulsively asks, hey, how you doing? How you doing? As a socially acceptable practice, if you don't want to know how someone is doing, don't ask. That's also a way for you to be in healthy integrity with yourself. If I don't know, if I don't want to know how someone is, I don't care how socially acceptable it is to ask. I'm not going to ask because I might get the truth (laughs) and I may not have the space or capacity to hold that. And that's cool. That's okay. Hmm. So I hope that I hope that all of you are well, but I know that there are probably some of you that are not. That's a real thing. And I'm I'm sending the love that I can. I'm reserving a lot of that for myself right now, but I'm sending the love that I can. I see you. I hear you. I feel you. And there is green grass on the other side. There is surrender to something greater and bigger on the other side. There is expansiveness and beauty and pleasure on the other side. And there can even be moments of that even while you're experiencing what you're experiencing. So take note of that. Take note of the glimpses of good, of well, of wellness, of pleasure that you experience even when you're in the depths of what you're feeling and going through. All right. I look forward to talking to you all again, and I will see you and talk to you on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast, listening to me speak and helping to grow this bull ass human community. Before you tap out, remember to like, share and subscribe and rate us five stars. Gratitude in advance. And if you're feeling froggy, share this. You can catch a screenshot of the podcast and share all your favorite gems on your social media platforms. Don't forget to tag me, Mel the Oracle. Check out the show notes for ways to stay connected with me and all the things. Again, thank you so much. I look forward to vibing with you again and we'll talk on the next episode. Hey, I know you're still processing another potent episode of the Full Ass Human podcast, but before you go, I want to invite you to come hang out with me on my show, Multi-Passionate Mastery. If you're someone who has a lot of talents and a lot of passions, and you don't subscribe to the idea that you have to choose just one thing in order to be successful, then you're going to love the conversations that we're having over there. And I'm not inviting you to listen to my show just so I can pump you up with empowerment content. 
You're going to leave with tangible tips and holistic approaches to common problems that multi-passionists face, like focus, prioritization, knowing how to choose what to start with first, and that type of thing. If you're not sure if the podcast is for you, you can start with the episode titled, Are You a Multi-Passionate Creative? Here's Five Ways to Tell. That's episode 38. So click the link down in the show notes or find Multi-Passionate Mastery anywhere you listen to podcasts. Hope to see you over there soon.